Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 114, how Florence became the backdrop to I Heart My Life, the book. So I'm so excited to be here with you today, sharing this incredible story of when I wrote my book in Florence, Italy. Now, this was a big decision for me, and so I'm going to talk a little bit about the resistance that I felt to actually take that action and allow myself to go to Italy, write a book, and pursue this dream. So I had the desire to do something special and to get in the mindset of an author in a special place. And yet so much came up for me around, am I worthy of this? Is this the right decision? Should I spend the money? And so I'm going to share a little bit more about that decision, how I was able to move through the resistance and how you can do the same if you're feeling like there's something that's calling you and yet you're holding yourself back. I hope this story also inspires you to truly see what's possible and that we can give ourselves permission to step outside the box. Let's dive in. This episode is sponsored by the I Heart My Life Signature Course. This course is a long time in the making. It's based on my incredible book called I Heart My Life. It's literally some of those chapters broken down into a self-study course that provides you with everything you need to uncover what your purpose is and move full speed ahead towards taking action and making your big dreams a reality. We cover mindset, money mindset, goal setting, success tips, how to develop your own support system, everything you need to go from A to Z uh, in terms of creating a life that you love. So if you go to iheartmylifecourse.com, you'll learn more and you'll be able to sign up right away today and be able to start moving forward towards that big vision, that thing that you know you're meant for. And remember, you are worth it. You deserve to live a life that you love. So go ahead and check it out now. So I've wanted to write a book for as long as I can remember. And actually, when I first moved to London, the whole reason why I was able to actually move from Ohio to the UK was because I got a student visa and I ended up going into a master's program for nonfiction writing and wrote a book throughout that two year experience. Now, that book was completely different and actually hasn't seen the light of day yet. Maybe it will someday. It was actually all about my experience online dating and all of the dates I went on, all of the crazy stories that came along with that. And it was really about my quest for love. And although that hasn't been released, and like I said, I don't know if it ever will be, I knew that I was always meant to write a book. And so around early 2018, I had one of my incredible friends reach out to me who is a Hay House author. Her name is Nick Pigeon. And she basically said that her uh, publisher, the publishing house and her um, editor in particular had reached out wanting to know if they knew anyone who would want to write a book. And she had recommended me and she said, this woman, Amy, would most likely be getting in touch with you. So I heard from Amy and it quickly uh, came to my attention that they were looking for authors and that they like to move fast, just like me. And she actually had a meeting on Monday morning with her whole team to talk about new proposals. And so I believe this was a Thursday and she asked me if I could get her a proposal on Sunday night. And I said yes, which you always say yes in those situations. And quickly... 
uh, texted Nick, my friend, and asked her, what in the world do I put in a proposal? And luckily, Amy from Hay House was really lovely as well and gave me some guidelines. And most publishing um, houses, they have guidelines for proposals anyway, if you're wondering. But my friend Nick went above and beyond and actually gave me access to her initial book proposal that I was able to kind of take as a guide for what they would need and what would be accepted. And so I quickly got on my computer, moved forward, spent the next three or so days drafting this proposal and sent it over to Amy on Sunday night and literally heard back later that week saying that it was accepted and they were excited to drop a contract for me and so on and so forth. So I believe it was around June 2018 that everything was solidified, the contracts were signed, and it became really real. And at that point, I had never... Well, I shouldn't say that. I obviously had written a book, but I didn't know if that one was going to be published. And so this was very different. I wasn't just doing it for a master's program. I was doing it to actually put out into the world. So when I started to think about how I wanted to write that book, I knew that I had a lot of information to draw on, but that I also had to tap into what my true desire was for the process. Now, a lot of people wouldn't actually do this. They would think to themselves, oh, you know what, I'm just going to wake up every morning. I'm going to carve out some time throughout my week. But I actually decided that I wanted to do this in a way that was in alignment with the content I was going to be presenting. And so for me, that meant going somewhere inspirational. So although London was amazing, at the time we had this beautiful five-bedroom house that we lived in. It was stunning, but it didn't have nature. It didn't have the ambiance that I was craving. It was too connected to my everyday routine. And so I knew in order to really drop into my heart and share some incredible content with the world, I had to change locations. So that sent me on this quest of where do I want to go? I had the world at my fingertips. I could go anywhere. I started to think about going to Bali, but then I quickly realized, you know what? That's a little bit too far. I don't think I'm up for a 13 hour plane ride. Uh, And then I thought about California. It was the same situation. And then I thought about Paris, but I didn't want to be in a city. And ultimately I decided on somewhere I had been previously with James which was Florence, Italy. In particular, the beautiful Four Seasons Hotel right in the center of of Florence. And although you might be saying to yourself, well, Emily, that's a city. It definitely is. But this this hotel is just stunning. And it's like its own compound. And the grounds are beautiful. There's lots of places to sit where there are trees and, and lots of nature. And it was somewhere where I had been before. And so I felt comfortable there. And I also thought, how cool to be able to create something in a town, which is the home and and the birthplace of so many other incredible artists um, in Italian history and in, in, in world history, right? And I thought, this is just, this is perfect. Now, although I made that decision pretty easily, I mean, it took a couple of weeks for me to explore my options and really drop into what I truly wanted. There was this piece around permission, And what our mind likes to do when we decide to take action, go in a different direction, maybe even spend money or do something that could be deemed as selfish, our mind likes to bring up every excuse in the book not to actually take that action. And because I do this work all the time, I was well aware of what was happening beneath the surface. And so I was able to be the observer of what was happening, but it was still challenging for me to give myself the permission to spend the money, to take the trip, to take five days out of the company to write this book. 
And that actually really surprised me because I had just been given this incredible opportunity to write a book all about desires, all about success, all about taking action. And there was still a huge piece of me that was like, Emily, should you really be doing this? I don't know if this is going to be the right decision. Should you really be spending your book advance on this trip? Shouldn't you be putting that in savings or put it towards the company? And so I wrestled with a lot of these limiting beliefs and a lot of these roadblocks that were coming up trying to get me to stop and not actually move forward with what I truly wanted. Now I know, and I knew this at the time, but even more so now, I know that when I have a desire, that means that the potential is there, the option is there, and also the money is there. And so I think it's really interesting that even when we're teachers of this stuff, these blocks can still come up. And so we always need the tools to be able to move through them. And like I said, one of my biggest tools, one of the things that that I most utilize is this element of if the desire is there, then it's meant for me and it's possible. And my job is literally just to take action. So I moved through all those blocks and decided to book the hotel and, and take the trip. But literally, even when I was on the plane, even when I landed, even when I got to the hotel and was reminded at its beauty, my mind was still like, who are you to be here? Why are you here? <laughs> did you make a terrible mistake or you did make a terrible mistake? And so I'm sharing this openly with you today because you might be experiencing the same thing. Now I look back on this situation and I'm so grateful I took those steps. I'm so grateful that I put myself in the room. I'm so grateful that I did the extraordinary thing. Because most people, like I said, they would map out their schedule. They would figure out when they have time to write the book. But actually traveling and staying in a beautiful space that inspires you That's not really the norm. It's not what most people do. And so I wanted to share that with you today. So if you know when you're making a decision, when you're operating from a place of desire, you know that there are still mindset issues that creep up. There are still limiting beliefs that creep up. You have to understand that that's okay. That's just your mind trying to keep you stuck. But that doesn't mean that you don't take the action. So once I landed in that beautiful space, I got to the hotel. Like I said, although my mind was trying to fight me, I reminded myself of why I was here, what was possible, how I was going to be inspiring other people to take the same action and to show up and to remind themselves of what was possible. And I remember one morning in particular, I was sitting outside and, and I'll tell, tell you a bit more about my process in a second, but I was sitting outside writing, enjoying a cup of coffee. And all of a sudden, this harpist started playing. And I have to kind of paint the picture a little bit more. So this hotel in particular, like I said, there's lots of greenery. Um, it's, it's like its own little compound. And you sit outside in this beautiful space for breakfast. You overlook this gorgeous pool, all these grounds of, of gardens, of trees, of just, just stunning um, flowers and, and everything you can possibly think of. Then there's the pool to the left, the fitness center. There's this whole little bar area, and it's just, it, it's just beautiful. And so I was looking out over the the greenery, over the gardens, and this harpist starts playing at breakfast. <laughs> and I just had to pinch myself. I'm like, how in the world did a random girl from Ohio end up in Florence, Italy, working on a book, right, commissioned by Hay House? living this life better than her dreams in a hotel filled with statues. Like you, you have to Google it online. It's the Florence Four Seasons. And it's just, there, there are no words. And so I ended up, you know, in this moment where 
just crying, just so emotional about the fact that I had put myself in this position to have this experience. And I use those words deliberately because I did put myself in that experience. So many people look at those who have created success or wealth or whatever it is, and they think, oh, they're so lucky. But every every single thing that has happened in my life has been a deliberate choice. Yes, there have been surprises. Yes, there have been doors that have opened that maybe I didn't expect. But it's because I I choose to say yes to opportunities. I choose to say yes to my heart. I choose to say yes to my dreams. Even when it feels completely foreign, it feels completely um, scary. Just like when I turned the car around and didn't end up going to grad school and instead moved to London, right? That's not the, the realistic thing that most people do. It's not the thing that makes sense. But when you operate from a place of desire, true magic is able to happen, And so that's what I experienced on this trip. And so I was able to fall into a bit of a routine. So day after day, I would get up around seven in the morning. I would go downstairs and I would have uh, breakfast, probably had like four croissants, if I'm being honest with you, (laughs) and um, drink my coffee. And then I would sit outside for most of the day. So at least most of the morning until about noon when it was time for lunch. And so I literally, in the beginning, I just took all of this information that I had for my proposals, which ended up being about 24 um, chapters. That was how I mapped it out initially. And I broke down all the chapters into different topics. And then I went through all of my previous newsletters and things that I had written for my company over the past three or four years and just dropped all of it into one Google document. And so that was really the easy part. I basically pulled from things that I had already written to inspire me for this book. And then it was a matter of organizing. And so I ended up writing, if I I can't remember the exact amount, but it's something like 40,000 words in a period of, of five days. And I did this not just from writing everything from scratch, but like I said, pulling in old newsletter newsletters, reorganizing, and my book just had to be 60,000. And so when I left Florence, I had this amazing sense of accomplishment because I'd pulled all this information together and um, you know started to, to really map out this book. And so again, I say that because I know that if I had been in London, it wouldn't have been the same sort of progress. It wouldn't have been the same sort of story. And so by giving myself permission to be in this space that was really able to help me get into into the creative um, vibration of this work and to give myself permission to be fully dedicated to this project versus having my attention uh, divided between work and, and, and the book, I was able to make such incredible progress. And so from my perspective, you can't put a price tag on that. You know, for me to spend this amount of money, go on this trip, of course, it was an investment, but it was an investment that paid off. And so my question for you is to really think about what your goal is and to ask yourself, what is going to support you in getting the best results? Okay. So like I said, I had this proposal, I had the chapter breakdown, but when I moved, when I went into this space, when I, when I took this trip, I was able to get even more creative. I felt free. I felt expansive. I felt like I was living the life that I was hoping other people would start to create by reading my book. And so I knew that I first had to be in alignment 
um, with myself, with my own vision, with my dreams in order to deliver the true meaning, the true feeling, the true um, the, the information that was required for other people to take the steps that I had already laid out. Okay, so here are a few suggestions for all of you listening. So whether you are looking to write a book, whether you're looking to um, fulfill another creative endeavor, for example, James and I, we went to this beautiful chalet in France once or it was actually, yeah, it was France. And uh, we worked on a launch because we wanted to be in this incredible, inspirational um, location to be able to really get those juices flowing. And that was an incredible experience, right? So whether you have something coming up like a launch or you're writing a book or anything, any sort of project, or maybe you just want to reconnect with yourself and what it is that you actually want, I want you to ask yourself a few different questions here that I've laid out. So number one, what is the environment that's going to get you the best results? And there are certain people, myself included, raising my hand, even though you can't see me, there are certain people where environment is highly important, and I will go as far as to say essential to you getting results. So I know I've even had this conversation with one of my coaches, and I was telling him about our desire to purchase a house. And I was very open and honest with him and said, you know, I've gotten to the point where are the the houses that we've rented, they're stunning. You know, they're multi-million dollar homes that we're renting. And so I refuse to go down. (laughs) I refuse to not have the same standard that we're in right now, if not better. And I truly know that for me, at least, my environment is highly important to me getting results, whether it's, like I said, for, for a creative endeavor or for running the business. And I have to be somebody who is practicing what I'm preaching. And if I'm practicing a life of abundance and I'm preaching that to the clients, then that has to be reflective in every way that I live. Now, that doesn't mean that I just go off and spend money without thinking, but I'm aware of what's going to get me the best results. And so I want you to really ask yourself, what is the environment that's going to get you the best results? And again, of course, day-to-day circumstances are, um, well, I'm not even going to say that. Day-to-day circumstances are just as important. If you're in an environment that's not inspiring to you, if you're constantly tolerating certain situations and certain experiences um, in your in your surroundings that aren't lighting you up, that are draining you, that are causing you to stay in lack or not make the money that you desire, you have to ask yourself, like, how much is this costing you? What am I currently putting up with? What is it? What is the price for being inspired? Because it might not be as much as you think. Maybe it's a move or maybe it's just redoing your office space. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know, repainting. Maybe it's hanging a vision board. Maybe it's getting a new desk. It can be as simple as that. So really ask yourself, what is the environment I need to put myself in to get the best results? And again, that could be day to day or it could be a special circumstance where you're working on a project, a launch, writing a book, whatever it might be. And then ask yourself, what process is best for you? So I know that I love writing early in the morning. And if James wasn't here, I would literally get up at five in the morning. I'd probably be writing all day. (laughs) Again, my company is not necessarily set up at this point for me to just write all the time. Um, But when I'm in that mode of creativity, I love writing first thing in the morning. And so that's why me getting up early when I was in Florence, uh, going to breakfast and then writing until at least noon or 1 p.m., it worked really well for me. 
There are other people, you know, I actually did a survey in a group before I wrote my book and I asked people, what process did you follow? Some people said that they did the Pomodoro technique, which is essentially writing in short bursts of, you know, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minute segments. I forget the exact amount, but that's how they, they kind of broke it up. Other people said they also went away and they wrote on a vacation or on an excursion. Other people said that they did it over the weekends. Other people did it, you know, for a few hours every day for a certain period of time. So everyone is different and you have to know the best way that you work. What is the process that works for you that's going to create uh, the best result? Okay. And then you think about what your true desire is. So again, we're asking ourselves, what is the environment? What is the process? And what is your true desire for this experience? What do you want to get from it? What is your intention? And we do this all the time, you know, for even James, the other day, we were having a conversation about this camping trip that he's taking with three of his friends. And he is obviously a coach as well, for those of you who don't know. And he literally sent a text to his friends saying, what is your intention for this camping trip? What do you want to get out of this? What is your true desire? And they're all very spiritual and very um, considerate gentlemen who have done a lot of personal development work. And so they, br- they wrote back all these beautiful things that they intended for the camping trip. Not, not really what you would expect from four gentlemen, (laughs) but it was really amazing to read. And it just reminded me about how important it is for us to state what our true desires are and to not judge the true desires. And like I said, when I was sharing my story about going to Florence, there was a lot of judgment that came up, but I had to stay true to what I knew I actually wanted for the experience. And sometimes what really helps me is if I actually flash forward and I ask myself, what would 50-year-old Emily or 60 or 80-year-old Emily, what would she think about this decision? What would she want to be able to say about the environment where she wrote her first book or about the experience of writing her first book or, you know, putting herself into a situation where she was inspired? What would that look like for her? And if she was looking back on me right now, what advice would she give me? And without, you know, a shadow of a doubt, I knew that that future Emily would say, go for it. And she would say, life is far too short. She would say, heck yes, you deserve to be in this beautiful five-star hotel writing this book. Think about how hard you've worked. And even if you haven't worked hard, like think about you as a person, everyone deserves to be in a beautiful space. Everyone deserves to have that experience. And so I knew that Emily 50 years from now or however many years would see the money spent and the time spent as, you know, just a drop in, in a big bucket of water. It would be nothing. It would just be a small little, you know, incremental piece of, of the wealth that she had created over the years. And so with that in mind, I was able to truly give my per- myself permission to move forward towards that desire. So that's what I recommend for you as well. And it really is, you know, that desire comes up and you automatically give yourself permission. You don't judge, okay, why is this coming up? Why do I want so much? I think that was something that I used to struggle with as well was just, you know, wishing I didn't want as much. I remember when I was growing up and and eventually graduated from college, I saw all of my friends from high school and they would they had their their teaching degree and they would get a school 
excuse me, get a job in a school. They moved in and they bought condos. They had Jettas, whatever else it was. And I actually talk about this in the book. And there was a point where I started to feel like something was wrong with me. Like, why am I not happy with the life that they're creating? Like, they seem so settled. They seem like they, uh, you know, don't have a care in the world. And of course, I know that's not the case. But I always questioned, why do I want so much more than other people? Wouldn't it be easier if I was satisfied with less, right? And now I'm so grateful that I'm not that person because who wants to go through life being realistic or settling or not actually knowing what's possible? I've been to some of the most beautiful places in the world, and I'm so grateful to be able to have those experiences. And I want to really reiterate this. I chose that. I made deliberate decisions on behalf of my desires. And that's really what today's episode is all about. I'm sure that I'll do another episode actually breaking down my exact book writing process with all of you who are interested. But this is really about that permission piece and asking yourself, what is that true desire that I'm craving? What is that thing that's going to light me up? Where am I going to be most inspired to create? Right? And how do I actually make it happen? And then you take those action steps. And it's really about how good are you willing to let your life get? How good are you willing to allow your life to get? Somebody asked me that question years ago, and I always come back to it. How good are you willing to allow your life to get? And that's really what it comes down to. And so, yes, you could write your book in your tiny office, or you could go to a beautiful hotel in your local area or you could fly to Italy. You can do whatever you desire. Give yourself that permission to tap in to what it is you actually want. And then there's always a way to make it happen. I want to really just highlight that for you today. There is always a way to make it happen. When the desire is there, the possibility is there. The potential is there. The steps are there. You just have to keep allowing and following that desire long enough to be able to create the plan and to be able to see how you bring it to life. Most people cut off the desire before they even properly explore it, before they even look at how much the hotel costs or how much the plane ticket costs or see if they could get that time off work or outside of the company, right? So I want you to really tap into what that is for you. Maybe you have a big project coming up. Maybe it's a launch. Maybe you just want to get away and reconnect with yourself and your purpose. Regardless of what it is, please remember what the environment is that you need to get those results. Remember that those that money will come back to you many, many times over if you do this process properly. Okay, and then ask yourself, how good am I willing to allow my life to get? And then you take that action. So I would, in particular, with this episode, I'd love to hear what inspired you about this story. If there's something you're going to do and finally give yourself permission to go for or a place that you're finally going to visit because of this. So please always feel free to email us at info at iheartmylife.com and just share what's coming up for you or let me know on social media. I truly would love to know um, what this has inspired you to do. And I'll look forward to talking to you next time. Bye. I hope you loved today's episode. Remember, we have our signature course available now. It is something I created based on the book. So the book is also available for purchase. It's called I Heart My Life, Discover Your Purpose, Transform Your Mindset, and Create Success Beyond Your Dreams. It can be found anywhere where you purchase books. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you purchase books, it is there. 
And like I said, go to iHeartMyLife.com to learn more about our signature course and all the other opportunities that we have available for you to really support you in moving forward with your dreams and desires. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the I Heart My Life show. For more inspiration, success tips, and ways to achieve your life and business goals, definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram on I Heart My Life Now. See you next time.